0: locked on podcast network and odyssey present locked on sports today
1: the knicks are going all in for a superstar jalen brunson does the utah jazz bringing in the youngest coach in the nba signal a rebuild and why this version of the new york yankees looks like the legendary yankees of old i'm peter Bukowski. starting your day with the can't miss stories and biggest debates in sports you're locked on sports today
2: Searching
0: all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. First,
1: it was a flurry of reports that had the Knicks all but certain to sign Jalen Brunson to a monster contract, the details of which, of course, cannot be legally hashed out at this point in the NBA offseason. Then it was the trade to clear cap space from the New York Knicks side. Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks, at least for the moment, going to Detroit could be part of a bigger project here for the Knicks to clear space to get more pieces theoretically moving forward. Joining me now, Alex Wolf from Locked On Knicks, and and Alex, I think at the core of this, the question that we have to have answered is why, if you're the Knicks, are you moving heaven and earth for Jalen Brunson in particular?
3: Well, I think it's uh, look. There's no sugarcoating it. Part of it's nepotism, (laughs) Um, you know, but it's good nepotism for once. It's not bad nepotism, uh, contrary to what some people might want you to believe. I mean, Brunson was legitimately the second best player on a Western Conference Finals team this year uh, behind Luka Doncic. He, I won't say single-handedly, won them their first round series against the Jazz, but about as close as you can get. uh, He you know, absolutely murdered the Jazz and then played a key role against upsetting the Suns as well. And then, of course, appeared in the Western Conference Finals. So, you know, they're getting a really good player, uh, whether they want him to be some sort of a a number one option, I guess, remains to be seen. But, you know, I think he's a great fit. I think that he's going to, to really do some, you know, some good stuff for this team because he could shoot from the outside, which is important. But the best thing is, is that Tibbs, uh, Tom Thibodeau, in case that wasn't clear, uh, can finally get his guy as far as he just absolutely loves guards that can get downhill and get to the rim and create out of those situations to the point where Alfred Payton had no discernible NBA skills other than getting to the rim. And he started him for the entire 20 to 21 season when the Knicks were actually good, but Alfred was really not good. And then Alec Burks had the ability to, you know, get downhill and get to the rim, uh, but could only finish about 35% of the time in a place where most people shoot like 55%. Brunson is in the 60s at the rim, which is just fantastic. He's, I think, in the last two years, finished in the 92nd and 93rd percentile at the rim uh, among point guards. So he's like mm. the ideal Tibbs player. Uh, so I, I think if even if Tibbs wasn't in the equation i think Brunson is really useful tibbs is probably like really really happy though because he's coming into this next season trying to save his job and he is getting a guard that is pretty much right in his wheelhouse as far as uh you know the skills that he covets in a lead guard
1: Quickly, for those who have not followed this closely, explain the nepotism part of this, because I'm not sure everyone would be as up to date on the on the details of this, why this is nepotism to to be wanting and pursuing Jalen Brunson like this.
3: Yeah, the the quick family tree of it all. Uh, Leon Rose runs the Knicks as the president of basketball operations. He was formerly the head of creative artist agency basketball, abbreviated as CAA. That's what most people probably know. Um, He. It got into the business with Jalen Brunson's father as his first client way back in the 90s. uh, Rick Brunson was his very first client. They both kind of took a chance on one another. Obviously, things worked out pretty well for Leon, especially. Uh, And so they they're they describe themselves as like family, almost like like brothers, sort of. It's not like father, son, because they're somewhat similar in age, but sort of like brothers, you know, the two of them. And thus, Leon is sort of like an uncle to Jalen Brunson. Uh, in many ways from what it seems like. It sounds like they've had Thanksgiving together and all kinds of other stuff, you know, more than your your typical friendly uh, agent and player relationship. So, yeah, that's where the whole nepotism thing comes from.
1: Listen to Locked On Knicks as Alex and co-host Gavin Shaw will have you covered every day on all things New York Knicks on every podcasting app, including Odyssey. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Utah Jazz have got their guy. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Bilt Bar, my personal favorite. But your friends at Bilt Bar have given the Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Bilt Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. These things are amazing and yet they're still good for you low calorie low sugar high protein and of course delicious coconut brownie chunk is going to be here for a limited time they will be gone before you know it so go to built bar now i might it might be because i buy them all so you better get going because you got to beat me to all these built bars i'm going to stock my cabinets they're going to go fast the best part about built puffs of course they taste amazing but you can eat them guilt free because they are good for you. Go to built.com and use promo code locked15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com.
3: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: In her first competitive match in 364 days, Serena Williams lost her first round match at Wimbledon to Harmony Tan. A dejected Williams told reporters she gave all she could for today. At some point, you have to be able to be okay with that. And that's all I can do, Williams said. I can't change time or anything, so that's all I could do on this particular day. When asked about retirement, Williams did little to dispel notions of her hanging it up by answering, I don't know. The 40-year-old Williams, winner of 23 Grand Slam singles titles, hasn't played professionally since she was forced to retire early at the All England Club in 2021 with what was later diagnosed as a torn hamstring. She could retire right now, she's the go, doesn't matter, she just never has to win another tennis match ever again. Suspensions have been handed down and the brawl between the Angels and Mariners has officially been put in the rear view, right? Angels reliever Archie Bradley was placed on the injured list after fracturing a bone in his right elbow, trying to climb the dugout railing during the brawl. Angels trainer said that Bradley will be out for at least a month before he can even start throwing again. The injury could ultimately cost Bradley multiple months of the season. And on the diamond last night, Matt Olson powered the Atlanta Braves to a road win over the Philadelphia Phillies. The Atlanta Braves get a a big series win to kick off their road trip, starting with the Philadelphia Phillies going up against starter Zach Wheeler. Get some big home runs early from Travis Darno and Matt Olson. Phillies tie it up late in the game, but Matt Olson strikes again with his second home run as he is starting to heat up for the Atlanta Braves. Travis Darno looking great in that second spot for the Braves. Also has a key RBI single in this game. Another story you need to know. The Utah Jazz are closing in on a deal with Will Hardy, who would make him the youngest coach in the NBA at 34 years old. The Celtics' assistant has ties to Danny Ainge in the front office and could bring in a new era of Jazz basketball if, in fact, this deal, as reports say, goes through. Joining me now from Locked On Jazz, the voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. And, David, what would this hire? signal about the direction this team is headed in?
2: I'm not sure that it does signal anything on the direction. I think that those two things are probably easily tied together and understandably so, but I'm actually going to guess that they're mutually exclusive. Will Hardy's been a hot name in the coaching circles for some time. He interviewed for Sacramento. He's interviewed for other jobs. Um, he has the George Greg Popovich pixie dust over him from his time in San Antonio has been with USA basketball. You know, if you're looking for a a thread right now in NBA coaching that works, MAU Udoka, Mike Budenholzer run down the list. They're all Spurs from the Spurs tree. This is the next one in the Spurs tree. So the thing about him that's unique is that he's 34 years old. Like if he was 37, is it okay? Like if he's 39, like it's kind of an imaginary number, And my thought on the age is, so what should you do? Wait two years so somebody else can hire him. The Jazz have a job opening right now. This is the next one in the list of Popovich coaches, Quinn Snyder, Mike Budenholz, I already mentioned, uh, Emma Udoka. There's, There's plenty others, and... And so he's the hire made by Danny Ainge. Ainge has done this twice before. He hired Doc Rivers, who lasted for eight years. He hired Brad Stevens, which was a surprise hire. It lasted eight years. Doc was a surprise at the time. He'd been fired by Orlando and was not thought of very highly. Went on to win a championship. So the Jazz are hoping that Danny Ainge has hit it for a third time.
1: You mentioned this Greg Popovich tree, Quinn Snyder, closely connected to Greg Popovich. There are, you know, rumors and speculation that if if Greg Popovich were to step away, that could be Quinn Snyder's next destination. So what are the Jazz getting that they didn't have in Quinn Snyder?
2: So, I mean, I think Quinn Snyder's the one who stepped away, so I'm not sure the Jazz wanted something that they didn't have in, you know, Quinn Snyder or or the way it was said, right? They might, they might be getting a, something similar in some ways. It's You know, there's you can't find a lot of quotes from Will Hardy. Assistant coaches aren't quoted a great deal. Um, I've dealt with him a little bit over the summer leagues over the years when he was the Spurs head coach in summer league. That's the extent of his head coaching experience. But he talked a lot in some of his quotes about, you know, Greg Popovich, you've got to get over yourself. You can't take yourself so seriously. It's about the team. It's not about you. And I think you saw what the Jazz probably are hoping they're going to get is you saw a Boston team that didn't move the ball at all. was completely selfish and seemed broken a year ago. They were 500. And Emma Udoka took over. Will Hardy was the number one assistant. He came with him from San Antonio. And all as the year went on, they moved the ball. They started to play team basketball. They played with a lot more player movement and ball movement. And the D- Jazz need to do the same thing next year.
1: So Will Hardy, if he does come in, you go through the interview process with Danny Ainge and and the brain trust there. Do you have to sell him on the vision for the future or are you bringing him in with his vision for the future?
2: I think it's still going to be Danny Angels and Ryan Smith, the jazz owner. And, you know, one thing on the 34-year-old hire, the jazz owner is particularly young and has sold a company for $6 billion. I just have a sneaking suspicion that Ryan Smith doesn't think you have to be 45 years old or 55 years old or 65 years old to be successful in this world, or that you have to have a great deal of experience. He built a company from the bottom up and sold it to SAP for, you know, goobles and gobbles of money, and it allowed him to buy his ch- f- favorite basketball team from when he was a kid so it's you know it probably from for him it it's not surprising that somebody at 34 is capable in regards to vision I think it's Danny Ainge's vision and where the team's going obviously the Jazz have two of the top 20 players in the NBA in Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell they're the only two player two of the top 20 players in the NBA that seem to be you know at least rumored to be available and so the Jazz are still in the middle of every conversation that's leading into this free agency period that's upcoming
1: Check out Locked on Jazz on your favorite podcast app, including the Odyssey app. Jazz play-by-play voice David Locke will keep you locked in to what is sure to be a busy offseason for the Jazz. Coming up, the New York Yankees are classically good. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your gambling needs. Let's look at some way-too-early NBA MVP odds. Luka Doncic, plus 425. Joel Embiid, plus 650. Giannis Tedekumbo plus 750, Kevin Durant 10 to 1, Steph Curry 10 to 1, Nicole Jokic 11 to 1, John Morant. I like this one. It's juicy. 11 to 1. Bet online where the game starts. (laughs) The Yankees beat the A's last night 2 to 1, but that's not surprising because the Yankees have been the best team in baseball this season. In fact, their run differential is 20 better than any team in the league. They have more wins at home than any team in the league by an absolute country mile, a Manhattan mile. Can we do that? Is that okay? Joining me now from a locked on Yankees, Stacey Gazzoulias and, and Stacy. I'm going to start here. How surprised are you that this version of the Yankees has looked like, frankly, the old version of the Yankees?
0: Yes, I'm very surprised. I didn't expect this at all. Um, and I still... I'm still sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. I don't feel comfortable. And that's funny saying that because I was 24 in 1998. I remember 1998 happening and I'm just not comfortable. I'm not at all.
1: (laughs) You do realize that that Mets fans are going to go, wait, that's our job. That's our thing in New York. We're we're the ones that, that don't get to feel comfortable here. You're the Yankees.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm one of those weird Yankee fans that doesn't get too cocky too soon i might be one of the only ones actually now that i'm thinking about it
1: (laughs) i was just gonna say that so okay so last year's team versus this year's team materially i would say not so different so what has been the key for this year's version
0: they're playing better in every facet but not at the same time all the time And they Mm -hmm. seem to be, you know, they'll have strong defense and pitching in a game, or the offense will bail out the pitching if the pitching doesn't do well. Or the starter, like Jordan Montgomery the other day, gives up five runs, but still lasts six and two-thirds, rests the bullpen. They get to use Albert Abreu instead of using anyone else. And then the Yankees go on to score six runs in an inning. And it's just all up and down the roster, even though there are some guys that aren't doing that great, everyone else backs them up. And it's just a different... Feeling. There's no prolonged losing streaks, obviously, because they've only lost 20 games, but they'll lose two in a row and then they'll start winning again, which is exactly what happened this past weekend with the Astros. So it's completely different. And I've been saying that for a good month and a half on my show that this just feels different than last year and they're doing things different, even with mostly the same guys. But yeah, it's just a strange, different feeling watching this team right now.
1: It is a team that that we traditionally think of as a power hitting team. The Bronx Bombers moniker certainly applies when you have guys like Aaron Judge. But at the same time, Garrett Cole has an ERA under three. Nestor Cortez has an ERA under three. They have been able to get high quality pitching from this team as well. And so how how sustainable do you think the way that they've been winning to this point in the season is going forward and most importantly, right, in the postseason?
0: Right. I think the big key for them, and I don't want to jinx them by saying this, is their health. Because they've lost some key players. They lost Chad Green for the season. They've been without Aroldis Chapman, although personally that's actually been pretty good because Clay Holmes has emerged as the closer. Jonathan Lawizak has been out a long time. But hitting-wise, they haven't missed anyone, really. And... I would like for it to be sustainable. Um, the pitching kind of dipped a little bit after that really strong run where all the starters had starts where they were nearly pitching no hitters. And they kind of came back to earth a little bit. But as you said, there are that starting rotation. They're all under a three and a half ERA with a few of them under three and closer to two. And it's just it's amazing to watch.
1: Uh, By the way, Clay Holmes has given up two more earned runs than you and I, Stacey, just so so people out there understand. Um, That's really good. If something is going to trip them up between now and, let's say, mid-October, what is that thing?
0: Hmm. I would say the injury bug, but it hasn't hit Hmm. them yet. It really hasn't. Um, This was their, their tough stretch. It started June 14th. It goes until July 4th. No break. Rays, Jays, Rays, Astros. A's, okay, the A's are bad, but it's just such a long stretch of nonstop playing and they're passing the test. I was worried about that and I said it on my show, but they've passed it with flying colors.
1: Check out Locked on Yankees everywhere you get your podcasts, including and especially the Odyssey app. Stacey and her co-host Abby Mastrocco bring you the daily movements of the New York Yankees, whether they be good or bad. And finally, Brooks Koepka didn't agree to join the Live Invitational Series until after the U.S. Open. This per Brooks Koepka, the same guy who said in February, somebody will sell out and go for it, has sold out and gone for it with the Live Series. My opinion changed. That's it, Koepka said in a news conference before the Live Series first event in the U.S. Okay, Brooks. This is the definition of a surejan moment. Brooks also tried to tell us he had only decided the day he scrubbed his social media of any affiliation with the PGA Tour, that it all came together that quickly. He cannot possibly think we are that stupid. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, who will be the first to strike as we enter the thick of baseball's trade season? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.